Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we listen to an artist, group, something, talk about it. This week we're talking about Fugazi. Thanks. This is Caleb speaking. I'm here with. I'm Dax. Did you practice that? No. Good. I just remembered the. Uh, I listened to the first track a couple times oh. to get an idea of where, like, the timing that I should do in terms of introducing the Good podcast. For you. Who else is here? Jared. Tex. Ooh, yeah. Tex is Tex on the Fugazi the episode. It's a special uh, episode. It is a special episode. This is special app. This is. Uh, I would argue Tex's favorite week possible mm. couldn't yeah. beat it couldn't beat it didn't mind last week it'd be tough this week i love it yeah <laughs> uh, you're really you're really trying to sell this aren't you i like uh, it i like it get that out cody <laughs> all right so uh we listened to uh fugazi and then we listened to a whole bunch of other post-hardcore bullshit did we we yeah. did. Do you, not remember? Do you not remember listening to other albums? Oh, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Did you listen to them? It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. I did. I, I did listen to the thing. Listen to Refuse the Shape of I Punk think I only, I only listened to my own, though. That's fine. Yeah, that's what I did. That's fine. You only listened to yours. Yeah, that was the... All right. Wow. Well, awfully selfish of you. It was good, though. Mine was. What was? Refused? Did you did you like your album? I did. We're gonna talk about our albums first this week. I we good. Well. I hoped you did. We're already here. So okay, as long as everybody's familiar with Fugazi, whose was whose? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know what Fugazi is, let me really quickly <laughs> explain to you what Fugazi is. Stockbrokers. It's all a Fugazi. You know what a Fugazi is? Mm. Fugazi. It's a uh, fake. Yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a woozy. It's a fairy dust it doesn't exist it's never landed it is no matter it's not on the elemental chart it it's not fucking real right so that's fugazi basically <laughs> now we all know just in Quite, case we all need appropriately to, descriptive. To, to clarify really quickly fugazi is nothing but it is also post-hardcore music and we Very listen true. to a bunch of post-hardcore music it is Did you see it's ian Mc, ian mcconaug i picoto joe lolly and brendan keen so dax you liked uh, your album, you liked Dismemberment Plan of Emergency and I. I did. I'm surprised. Really? I don't know. It no, seemed like we something... thought he would like it. I th- yeah, that was the one that you guys thought I would like most. I thought you would exactly. like it most, but that doesn't mean I thought you'd like it. No, I loved it. I was into it. Nice. It's good, isn't That's, it? That it's makes so me happy. Good. It's a really good album, actually. It is really good. Yeah, Dismemberment Plan. I had never really listened to them until last year, and then when I listened to Emergency and I, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that album's awesome. That's actually one of the first vinyl records I ever bought. Really? I'd never yeah. heard of them before no? last week. I mean, I may have heard of the name, but yeah, I knew nothing of them. Right. Like good. Glad later, later era DC post hardcore. Hmm. There's some very like it's really hard pref- to define what all falls into the realm of post hardcore. I prefer Marvel hardcore. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> he took it. He took it there. What? He said DC post hardcore. Oh god. <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. With, uh... All right, we did it, Jared. You 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 liked. I'm assuming Shape of Punk to come. Yeah, I picked it. Yeah, exactly. I almost got saddled with an album, and I said, "No, no, no, not today, sir." And I picked my own. Well, old Tex that was so excited about this week. Saddled. He was like, "I'll pick everybody's album." And then Tyler, you, I didn't. You picked I for picked you Q and not that. you. Yep, no kill, no beep beep. Yep, and then I picked at the drive-in relationship of command. Also good, different different eras and and types. 
Refused Shape Pop to Come was a pretty good album, although it was. I mean, it's not post hardcore. Mm. It's, I mean, it's, it's more just punk. What is post hardcore, yeah. really? What po- is post hardcore? It's defined okay. as post hardcore. It's defined as post hardcore. What does that mean? Let me tell you what it's not. It's not emo music. So shut up, everyone. I didn't say it was. Why are you I'm not talking about you. This is everyone out there. Out there in the world. This... Out there listening. I want all of our listeners to shut up. Shut your stupid mouth. Well, it's wait. not emo. But wait, Tyler. It isn't brand new post-hardcore. Mm, it's questionable. I think some of what they do is. Some of what they do, I'm sure, is. I think their early stuff is more emo. And I think they just got saddled with and stuck with emo for the rest of their career, even though their music like developed differently. Mm. So I think emo's. I was thinking about it yesterday. I think emo is. A, I think emo is a fictional thing pre pop punk explosion. Like everyone wants to be like. Oh, I read an article where some girl was talking about how emo's not bad and scary as music as you think. Uh-huh. And then she was talking about how the first emo band was Rites of Spring. And I'm like, you're stupid. Rites of Spring? Rites of Spring. She's like, Rites of Spring is dubiously known as the first emo, founding emo in the e- mid-80s. I'm like, I'm going to strangle you. Because Rites of Spring is the first post-hardcore band. Rites of Spring was the band that Guy Picciotto was in while Ian MacKay was a threat. Okay? And then they smashed the sounds together to create Fugazi, the most definitive post-hardcore band. So... All of you people can shut your mouth. Making a statement out of the gate, Fugazi is it angers me. I'm like, y'all are dumb. The because... most definitive of the post-hardcore sound. Oh, for sure. And why do you think that? Because it, it, this, the influence of their sound and their tra- their trajectory as an artist is all over all post-hardcore. After that, I mean, when you listen to when you listen to all of the albums that we did today, even Jared's, all the additional ones. Jared's album is most close is most closely tied to the actual hardcore punk scene in DC and Minor Threat and Black Flag and those people. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you look at Q and Not You, and when you look at uh, Dismemberment Plan, and when you look at At the Drive In, you can see where each you could pick almost Fugazi albums that sound like those individual artists. So if you pick any of the early Fugazi albums, Q and Not You still has that that type of sound. Q and Not You is a Discord band, by the way. So Q and Not You is on Discord, the label, which is Ian MacKay's label. So they're a DC post-hardcore band on Discord. They sound like early Fugazi. That's the sound they have. Mm-hmm. At the Drive-In is like... At the Drive-In is probably closer to the like the driving center sound that fugazi had on like in on the kill taker sometimes mm-hmm. okay where it's driving a lot more then when you get to later fugazi like end hits in the argument you start to get different sounds thrown in there even red medicine red medicine's got like some weird stuff on it i really, love red medicine the, i love the weird stuff off of red medicine yeah that and end hits are kind of like a different trajectory for them mm-hmm. and that type of sound the type of weirder type thing that shoots off into like less uh stationed in like the hardcore DC stuff initially and more station in the experiment, like the experimental aspect of post-hardcore. That's where you can get bands like dismemberment plan and people of that nature. So, you know, plus they've done it first and they've done it forever. Yeah. And I mean, I I do, I I didn't disagree with the idea that they, I mean, they really were the definitive act that kind of like developed that sound. And there's so many, like there's so many branching 
like sounds that come out of them in a lot of what like I mean like you've just covered obviously but like again obviously it comes out of punk in a lot of ways oh and that's a, it's all founded in the hardcore punk scene yeah so I mean I, I think I, I definitely think that like because it sounded like because uh, I know you were like well, what is happening refuse isn't post hardcore <laughs> but like I still think that like it bred out of like the this the sound that comes off of like the shape of punk to come is still something that like is very similar because they come out of I, the same places. I think I think you can hear some sounds on Shape of Punk to Come that are you know reminiscent of post hardcore, but I but for me I think Shape of Punk to Come is more like if hardcore punk just continued on, what would it sound like in the late nineties? Yeah, that's I guess that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is more on the hardcore end of the post-hardcore like sound, right. which like you can feel like it very much shifts across Fugazi because I, I like the way that you describe like it was very different in terms of their sound from album to album in a lot of ways. Like Repeater is the closest thing that they had to a hardcore album, and then um, the argument is the closest they had to like a post album. Like it kind of like shifted from one to the other from album to album in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, when you think of definitive sounds at post hardcore, you've got, you have the hardcore punk backbone, but then you have the, you know, you keep the aggression, you keep the initial political tendency for, for like lyrics that are very um, critical of government, politics, society, and, Consumerism is the word. Oh, yeah. Consumerism, My God. man. Steady diet yeah, of it, st- steady diet of nothing is like their bigger political album. That's what I doing research for for when I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. That that was like the first album that they really like delved that much into politics. Mm-hmm. The band Fugazi as a, as, Fugazi, you, as Fugazi. they are. Uh, sure. Dear Justice Letter is one of the tunes that is kind of credited with being their more political song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, that's my thing. Uh, I'm that, say. Sure. That's one of the, that's one of the like ideas of the whole thing. I mean, the whole, the, how it all came about, I guess what we can say, right? I mean, we have guys, Ian McKay and Guy Picciotto who were members of the DC hardcore punk scene. And they were not happy with what they saw in terms of the violence it shows and various other things. And so they decided to make a change and they came together and, and, you know, like the experimentation that comes along with post-hardcore post-hardcore is more expressive in its music. Mm-hmm. It's more experimental in its, in its music than like, you know, than the heart standard hardcore punk. So they came out with that and they tried to create a different atmosphere that still had the same stuff. I mean, post hardcore punk in DC and across the country was always political. I mean, look mm-hmm. at dead Kennedys. Yeah. Like that was a big deal. So they took a DIY mentality from the punk scene and the political aspect from it and added some different things that were more expressive musically. And it just created a whole different thing. And then when you get into the rest of it, you know, Fugazi was largely known for having cheap shows and cheap albums. It was like 10 bucks an album and five bucks to go to the show. Mm-hmm. And it was always cheap. And Ian McKay always pushed that music is for everyone. And, you know, they basically pushed. No, like they would not. They didn't want to play at venues that were age restricted. Yeah, and they, they wanted was, everyone to have access. I know that that Dax was talking about this earlier. Was like that they don't even really have like T-shirts. Like they're not trying to sell products to people. They're trying to like give people music. Right, right. Because they're not, they're not they're anti-consumerism. Yeah, they yeah. didn't even do interviews with like major magazines, did they? 
They no, tried they, to uh, they tried to get them to play Lollapalooza, I believe, and mm. they offered them like a lot of money to do it, and they turned it down. Mm-hmm. And they did right. it several times. Lots of big festivals tried to get them to play, and every single time, no matter how much money it was, they turned it down. That's which is crazy to me. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not crazy like that. Oh, I can't believe they didn't do it, but like. I am kind of surprised that no no amount of money that was offered that they accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or not just that, but like, okay, we want you to headline this festival. Or we want you to, like, none of those things were interesting to them. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it makes sense, I suppose, because that's what they're pushing. So if they do it, then they lose all integrity that they've gained. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also see the thing where... How else can you branch out and have other people listen to your music and understand the anti-consumerism or what, you know, mm-hmm. that if you, how else, what other platform can you really, you know, use if you, you don't get that platform very often is my point. Yeah. You know, so. No, but they use the people and it worked. I mean, like the, the, to understand the mentality of them, you have to understand the mentality of like the DIY ethic that came along with punk in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. It was DIY. That's why they had their own label. Why, you know, all of Fugazi's releases are on Discord. So are we. We're you know on Discord I mean? right now. So they were wholly distributed out of a house in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. Everything. It was recorded there. It was distributed from that location. They made their from own Discord. album covers. That was yeah. interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they would just sit and, like, fold a bunch of cardboard. Yep. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. That's really cool. It's fun. They, I mean, they, like, I don't know. I think the interesting thing is, because, I mean, arguably, in a lot of ways, Fugazi is not a big group. Not a big group at all. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not as well recognized as, really, I think they're probably the most underground group that we have covered but at the on the time. Yes, they still, like, have sold millions and millions of... Yeah. You know where I first heard right, but that's, they're that. they're driven by the fact that they have such a big following in the underground punk scene mm. and the the, right. the like the hardcore scene of like like that we're talking about here, where like it's it's so heavily influenced by that and not necessarily influenced by the fact that they played big shows or that they like blew up. Like Fugazi doesn't have a hit. You know, like they, they don't, they're not like, they, they don't have songs that got played on the radio or anything. Like that's not something but that you was know like, what they did, hmm. they did at Washington Redskins games when they were like during a timeout, they would play waiting room. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that odd? That is odd. I don't even know who like got a hold of that. It was like, this is weird. I don't know. Idea. Ian Mackay found out about it from somewhere. You know, and he, he's like, coined, hey, weird. he coined the term straight edge. Ian he did. Mackay. He does minor threat. Yes. Yeah, he said he didn't really mean it for it to be a movement like it is, but it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, right. No, he didn't mean. No, it wasn't meant to be. It was a. It like everything else. It was a statement. All of their songs, all of Minor Threat, it's all a statement on like self-examination almost, and like look at your life. You know what I mean? You idiot. You idiot. So, but they are. It's all very. It was all political. I mean, in the argument track two from the argument cash out that whole song is about kicking people out of the homes they live in to tear them down to put in a sports facility oh really yeah and how local government pairs with these people who come in with money to kick people out of their houses and do whatever they want Hmm. that's interesting so you know that that's always been there it's always everything they've done has been about statements and even i don't know it, it probably has a lot to do with growing up in dc 
in the post Watergate era. So all of those people were so, surrounded with a certain type of idea. And Ian MacKay's father actually worked for the newspaper. Post punk Watergate. Yeah. Post punk Watergate. <laughs> so. Sorry. You're I don't know. Lots of lots of things went into what what had made this all come about. Yeah. And the movement the movement the movement is large. I mean, it, even though it's still in a way like contained to DC heavily. I mean, Discord is still like probably the biggest post hardcore label, and it still primarily focuses on DC acts. Although they do distribute from other smaller labels from other places. I mean, yeah. There's not. It it really isn't a whole lot of like. I mean, post-hardcore is obviously still being, like, released. But I think that the movement really was a much bigger movement in, like, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, you have waves. I mean, there are people... You The album that you listened to, that you chose, mm-hmm. At the Drive-In Relationship of Command, is really known as a, the, a, the, the example in that time period, in the early 2000s, of post-hardcore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like after... I mean... The argument came out in 01. Mm-hmm. So it was really after that type of stuff. At the drive-in was a, ni- a mid-90s. You know, they didn't start in the scene in the 80s. They didn't see they're from Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, it's uh, the spread of Fugazi, the scene, the sound, the ideas, all of it. I mean, it, it was it was na- it was national easily. It was in it was world. You know, but it spread across the country throughout the 90s. And that's how we get groups who continue to create music that even though they could, even though it incorporates different sounds and different feelings, you still have like, it's still post hardcore. It's still obvious when you listen to it mm-hmm. and you can still create a good album. That's a post hardcore album, you know, in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. I'm so, sure many people would consider Mars Volta to be, you know, a, po- a post hardcore band as well. I, it's difficult that they, I mean, it obviously like at the drive-in and Mars Volta are very similar, but I feel like mm-hmm. Mars Volta does a lot more experimentally with their music than what, well, and the, the Fugazi still does have a lot of those really weird, like experimental elements. So I guess you can't say that like, because they're doing these experimental things that they kind of fall out of the range of post hardcore, but I I don't know. It's like an, a, a very different kind of experimental sounds, like almost like psychedelic kind of sounds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, where like, I don't know, there was like just, so like the, the thing that I got off of like, so I'll, I'll pick one album in terms of like the experimental sounds was like Red Medicine had a lot of like really, really weird things they were doing that was almost like a Captain Beefheart sound. That was like right. a, something that I thought of a couple times where it just sounds like, just kind of messing around and seeing what works rather than doing something that's like really technical and like, I guess really efficient. Like the, the experimentation that they're doing is almost just like, I, I don't want to say clunky, but like in a way it's kind of like a clunky experimentation just to see like what kind of things you can do with your music. And it still really sound interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like a free form. Yeah. And so I feel like that, like it, it and that kind of comes out of jazz from a, to a certain perspective because jazz has kind of like done that kind of freeform type thing too, and so like th- I feel like they're very different types of experimentation, I guess. But I could also see some kind of argument that Mars Volta is post hardcore. I mean, I, I'm just thinking also from the fact that you've got you've got Cedric and Omar in Mars Volta as well. Mm-hmm. 
which are really the the driving factors of at the drive-in right pun intended is right exactly uh you know because without their without their cultural roots and then also growing up in texas Mm -hmm. you know at the drive-in would maybe not even exist Mm -hmm. so but i think it's interesting when you look at red medicine and then you go from red medicine to in hits where you just tighten up all of these things that you've tried differently, you tighten it up and make it more precise. And then, and now you've gone back to form, but mm. you put a lot more stuff in it than you used to have in a lot of your other albums. So I'm going to go ahead and really quickly, cause we've talked a lot about the culture and I like, I always like, I totally understand the conversation of the culture of like where the band came out of, but I know that like, so Dax and Jared, you've been very quiet and I understand why that is, is because this is very out of your element. Oh, thank you. Correct. Thank you for calling this out. No, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it, 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 it's the conversation. Like I would like the conversation to still incorporate you and there's a reason for it. I just want to know, like from an outsider's perspective, someone who doesn't really listen to this type of music or doesn't know this kind of culture. I was, is this the first time that either of you have really listened to Fugazi? Yes. yes. This is also really the first time that I'd really kind of delved into Fugazi. They were intimidating. Intimidating? Because I had heard so many people talk about them, but I yeah. had no idea even what they sounded like at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Fair. And it, it's a very weird thing because anytime other, like, you know, if people talk about the, the, the Beatles, let's say, I've heard the Beatles. Yeah. If I wouldn't have listened to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very mm-hmm. strange thing that I hadn't heard anything by them. Right. Mm-hmm. Just thinking back on listening to it, what did you what did you get out of listening to Fugazi? Did you get anything, or did it like? I don't I don't want to say did it go over your head because that sounds condescending. Did it like? It is condescending. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Did it like? Did it just not land with you? I guess is a better way to put it. I didn't really enjoy it very much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see so they have two basically two lead singers to a certain extent, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't like either of their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the song "Waiting Room." Mm-hmm. That's it's kind of like a a punk, post punk punk um, anthem, if you will, kind of mm-hmm. like "Bro Him" by um, uh, is it uh, Pennywise? Is that the right band? Uh, probably seems right. Yes, um, and, or like "Manthem" by Bouncing Soul. Like, w- was "Waiting Room" off of any of the albums? I'm trying to remember. No, it was on it thirteen was songs. Yeah, we did not listen to that. Okay, it was their, it's their most popular song, but it was on a compilation. We already talked about that before. Yeah, yeah it was I on the compilation that. from the early EPs. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that. I but it's right. their most popular song. Yeah, um, that should have counted as an album, I think. But whatever. I mean, I, I, I didn't really want to listen anymore. Yeah, he listened to it. <laughs> um, but uh, back to what I was saying, I, I like that. I mean, that song is a good anthem, but mm. I don't. That's my alarm every morning. There. Uh, yes, there wasn't a whole lot I could really sink my teeth into with the albums that I listened to. Okay, honestly, uh, my favorite song, other than "Waiting Room," which is not on any of the albums we listened to, mm-hmm. is "Glue Man." Glue Man. Which uh, album was that uh, off of? This says it was on thirteen songs. Oh, was it also on thirteen songs? But we had to have. It was on yeah, something it else. Was. We it listened. Was on thirteen songs. Was it only on that? No, did but you, it was on one of the other things. Did you accidentally listen no, to... it couldn't have been songs. on the other things, because 13 Songs is a compilation of the first two EPs. Well, but I picked a song from... Did you listen to it? One of the albums. No, I didn't save it. I only saved Repeater, Steady Diet, In on the Kill Taker, Red Medicine, In Hits, and Argument. Did you pick Glue Man because it has a cool name? No, I liked this. I thought I liked the song. I don't know why I wouldn't have written it down otherwise. Let's play and find out. 
song I thought it was. Okay. I wonder if I got to the end of an album and it kept playing and I said, oh, this is a good song. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. That sounds right. So two of my favorite songs are off of albums that were not even proper LPs. There you go. It counts. It did you listen to all of them, Jared, or did, I did. you only listen to I listened to all albums. of them. I listened to all did of you? them and my own. What did you think about the shape of pink punk to come? <laughs> the shape oh, of pants to come. come. The shape of pink to come. It's a combination album of pink. Let's get the party started. Oh, okay, so no, I want to break off from the, the serious conversation, actually, because I do. Since you just said what you just said, <laughs> Dax, go ahead really quickly. Uh, no, I want you to go ahead. You have the article in front Me? of you. Me? Yeah. Why? Wugazi. Yeah, thank you. What you, is it? You, pull, you pull this up, you make me talk about it. What is like, it? What is it? It's uh, a con- Wugazi. It's, it's a mashup band of Fugazi and Wu Tang Clan. Ooh. Oh. So oh, it's a mashup project. These producers apparently took Fugazi and Wu Tang mm-hmm. and they mixed 13 chambers with 13 just random Fugazi songs, it looks like. I thought the album was called 13 Chambers. Does Martin Screlly have something to do with this? It might be 13 Chambers, so it might be, yeah, okay. You, I, why are you looking at me like that? Oh. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shannon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the go to. No goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one. Pulling up cats for fun. Just the dream for the team who was a fiend Started smoking wounds at 16 And running up big gates and doing it for high stakes Making my way on fire skates No question I was speed for cracks and weed The combination made my eyes bleed No question I would flow off and try to get the door Sinking up like boys All right that, that weirdly mixes well Yeah Right I'm kind of surprised. I will also have. We need more opportunities to talk about Wu Tang Clan. And any any chance we can talk about Wu Tang Clan, that would be great. Everything didn't we talk about them in the last Good Band Bad Band for some reason? No, it was not brought up. No, like a previous one. Like, have we talked about Wu Tang Clan at some point? I don't don't think we have. I know what I was gonna say. Mm -hmm. Boo Gazi. Is that how you feel? (laughs) That's how I feel. See, you so you just in general just did not like Fugazi. No, I didn't it like it. It was a wazzy, it was a woozy. I did not. Fairy dust. That's a shame. I'm Dax, sorry. what about you? I was into it. You were I'm into sorry. it? Yeah, I really liked Repeater. You like you really like Repeater? Yeah, Repeater's yeah, that, good, isn't it? So you like so like that the harder sound, I guess. Because again, I think that it really spanned from like where so I think that Repeater and Steady Diet of Nothing are very similar albums. I think In on the Kill Taker and Red Medicine are very similar albums, and In Hits and The Argument are very similar albums. Would you yes. agree with that? Tyler, I would agree with that. That like they came in like double album waves almost. They did, but I think that like Repeater like was kind of the one that was born out of punk in the most, like the most. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it was. I mean, that was the initial right debut. That was their view that had the, and it was still when they were trying to figure it out a little bit and get get their sound in. Yeah. And you guess which one was the first one I ever heard. The first Fugazi album that you ever heard? It's still my favorite to this day because of that, basically. I'm going to say your first and favorite album is probably In on the Killtaker. 
Nope. Ooh, ooh, I want to take a guess. Okay, go for it. Okay. Was it instrument soundtrack? <laughs> no, that's a good one though. In hits. It was in hits. Oh, oh, I got it. I looked here. at the year. I was like ninety-eight. Well, Tyler would have been. You know, he's about this on the age, cusp about of that time. What was about to happen in his life? Yeah. There you go. That makes complete sense. It was in hits. That's that album. I love that album. It's so good, and it's got. And you know what? I do I do find a lot of parallels, honestly, between Repeater and In Hits, mm-hmm. because, like you know, some of the different sounds that you get in there, some like the more intricate little guitar bits that you can find in Repeater, mm-hmm. I feel like are amplified, and you have a lot more of them in In Hits. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I look at Steady Died of Nothing and In on the Kill Taker, it's like their sound just swelled and got a lot fatter and bigger. But you don't you don't always have all of the same intricacies, and In Hits is just full of intricacies. Yeah, it's a great album. I love that album. Jerry, did you but, at least but, have? A, did you at least have a favorite album? That any album end up feeling like something that like worked for you? My all, favorite album was "Refused: The Shape of Punk <laughs> to Come." That's fair. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I because uh, and if you don't have to, if, if if it all just blended together and it just didn't work for you, then that's I guess fine, but steady diet of nothing due to the political stuffs. That makes, guess. that makes enough sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, as I listened to the albums, I was looking at the lyrics on the, uh, uh, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. on another podcast on Genius because you have the lyrics and then you also can click on little thing yeah. on the actual website. Yeah, and it says this is where this is taken. This is the influence of this. This is why they said this. This is yeah. what was going on at the time. Things like that. So, I tried to do my due diligence and researching not just listening but like taking it in as well mm-hmm. you know that's i felt you know you need to do that sometimes you don't have to bubblegum stuff doesn't really matter right but with with music like this with post hardcore stuff with punk with mm. things that have a message you want to understand where the message stems from yeah i could definitely see that uh back to you Dax. yes since you mentioned repeater and we kind of we haven't really played a lot of music this far in this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's let's hear some Glue of that. Glue man. Sound. Glue man. <laughs> we got Glue man. We got the beginning. Give me give me a little something off of that that first album that you liked. Uh, song one. Did you like you liked the? Oh okay. The, oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. The, the prequel. I to song were, two by yeah. Blur. <laughs> so can I, do, so I could, can I do a quick preface to that one? It's the song one. Yeah. Yeah. So the repeater as you see it on. Spotify is actually repeater plus three. Okay. So the initial repeater was obviously the album repeater. And once it was released on CD and kind of remastered and the way it's released here digitally is repeater plus three. So it's actually the original album repeater plus three songs that were from an EP. And that's one of the songs that came from the EP. Is it Brendan one song one and Joe one that were all the the songs that came off of the EP? Yeah, that makes sense. I have a better pick. So I just that means to make that little bit. Oh, did you? Do you have? Okay, do you have a different uh, pick? Well, then? Brendan. Yeah. What would be the one that you would like like the best? Blueprint. Blueprint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. Well, what one. I was gonna say it'd be very funny if your favorite song was also not off of one of their proper <laughs> albums because that would have been. <laughs> no, just, I just wanted a bit. Okay. <laughs> as, long as, it. as long as as long as a bit. Let's play a little bit of Blueprint then.
pretty good one. Isn't it good? Mm. So I know that like on my end, I think that my favorite album was probably in on the Kill Taker. I thought that one like had a really interesting layered like experimental sound to it. But my favorite song is off of Red Medicine and it's Birthday Pony. I loved Birthday Pony, Tyler. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Are you so happy? Yeah. Jared, do you remember Birthday Pony? No, but I'm That's about a to great hear song. it. I'm about to hear it. It's so weird. I want to play yeah, a little bit of the is. beginning and then I want to get into the actual That whole album is just it's it's a, ooh okay. Well, let's play, I'll play some Birthday Pony. I'm gonna play it in bits. song uh, i wish okay so that was that's the beginning of the song yeah which it's I, zappa right oh it's Punk so zappa. zappa it's super zappa super beef heart super weird and then it sounds like this It's just such a weird, diverse song, and I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like that. I like it's a good that. song. I'm so never... you all could obviously tell the difference between the two people singing. Yes. Who's, who do you prefer? I have no preference. <laughs> I don't know that I have a preference. I think that they both like contribute to the band well. Yeah. I know Jared already said he didn't really like either of the vocalists, so... I like when bands have two lead vocalists, though. The men singers have two. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Well, they sing different. You can, like, it's different. The quiet songs, Guy sings, and the loud songs, Ian sings. Mm -hmm. Who else has the Beatles? They have four. The Beatles have plenty of vocalists. Yeah, they have multi singers. Too many. Too many. About one too many. (laughs) Is it Ringo? (laughs) Yeah. I assume both Jared, Jared and Dax, you're pretty much tapped out on anything that you want to say about Fugazi, right? Yes, Dax. I think so. Okay. Which I mean, I'm glad you liked it, Dax. It was pretty good. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad we did this week. If nothing else, I have something new to listen to now. Yeah. There you go. I listen to a ton of post-hardcore stuff. I also listen to some Lot of Spute. Yep. Good. I like Lot of Spute. Did you listen to Title Fight? Uh, no, I didn't listen to Title Fight. I looked up uh, post hardcore on the Wikipedia. Yeah, on the Wikipedia, and uh, I found it very strange because it was like talking. Uh, the, which I mean, it's, this is something that somebody wrote, so who cares? But yeah, basically, like the start of post hardcore and how it had a uh, a revolution, if you will, in the, mm-hmm. in the 2000s with uh, Mike Kim, AFI, mm. Hawthorne Heights, The Used. Yeah, which then, is all what a lot of people would describe as emo music. Yeah, I don't know about right. post-hardcore yeah. for a lot of that stuff. And then uh, it has... Well, they, emo music was born out of post-hardcore, which is, again, mm-hmm. a lot of these right. things, like there's a very clear like lineage of music where this influenced this and this influenced this and so on and yeah. so forth. And then it says, in the 2000s, post-hardcore bands like Sleeping With Sirens and Pierce the Veil achieved success. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I know. Okay, that's... And bands like Title Fight and Law Dispute experienced 
underground popularity. The last two bands made sense. Yeah. The first two bands, yeah. not so much. No. Pierce the Veil, because, again, those are like, and, and that's kind of that, that screamo sound, which is that emo sound, but with screaming. I, I mean, but the the mm-hmm. um, musicianship isn't really that post-hardcore either. I don't no. know. I don't really like that part. Yeah. It, it, it kind of blurs the line to a Census Fail is another one that they mentioned as a post-hardcore band. I like yeah. them as well. I still don't know. I, I just don't know that they fall within the realm, I guess. But no, they're way different. Yeah, I like Thursday. I mean, Thursday is a good Thursday. I band. could Thursday I could definitely see being within the post-hardcore realm. Tyler, you agree? Yeah. I'm pretty picky. No, I, I know you see... are. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a post-hardcore purist. Yes. You gotta fit right where it goes, or else I don't like you, and you're making me mad. What do you think about? So, what do you think about me without you falling into that realm? Because that was another group that I listened I to agree. quite a bit. I think that I some think of their you, stuff, but it, I want to see what Tyler thinks too. I think for the, I think they fit for the most part in, pretty well in there. Yeah, I think I really that, do. that brother, sister, and catch uh, catch for us the foxes in particular have absolutely a very very post hardcore. Yeah, but it's like that again. It's like kind of like a lot of speed. It's like that spoken word, like. Right. sound instead and so it's very very different and it feels like it stands out but it still feels like it falls within that realm where they're doing a lot of like cool post experimentation that is also then blended in with like that that hardcore scene mm. so that's I why I, even, thought, I mean even on 10 yeah. stories i still wouldn't dispute that that's that that fits in there uh, I would actually, yeah, I would agree that 10 stories has a little, it's it's really, it's all crazy is the one that stands out as like, no, 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 you tried to do a little bit of folk that's my, stuff. That's my on. favorite album by them. Is it? Sure. Yes. 10 stories? That. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's all crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's all crazy? I, yeah, it's a good one too. I think it's my least favorite, honestly. I, I was never a huge fan of It's All Crazy. I like some of what they're doing on it, but I just, I, I still really prefer Catch for Us, the Foxes and Brother Sister because I, oh, I swallowed those albums whole back when the, like, like the the late two thousands, when what? I first found me without you. Why would you do that? You're supposed to listen to it. Oh, you're right. I keep I forgetting picked... which my senses are supposed to work for which. I should have picked that album from the Vampire them. Weekend episode because they're it's defined as indie rock and baroque pop. Hey, two things you could have picked the Me Without You one. You know, we could do Me Without You on this show at some point. That would be fun next year. Next year when we got our new list, we'll do Me Without You. Me Without You too. Me without you. Unwound is. <laughs> oh, wait we a already second. Said that one. We wait already a second. That's been said before, and I don't. I'm not opposed to it. I'd be down to just do me without you on good band, bad band. I don't know. We'll, we can. We'll, we'll see where what? they fit. Me without you too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You said. Okay. All right. We'll see. They'll, they'll fall somewhere. We're gonna talk about me with you again at some point in our lives. Me without so, you. Me without you. <laughs> you. <laughs> I stuttered. Leave me alone. So, okay. I, if, uh, if, if Ash had a, oh. had a stutter. <laughs> I choose you, 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 you. <laughs> Thank you. Good. What were you going to say, Tyler? A lot of, uh, when you like look at, if, I don't know, if you look at lists or like bands that people are saying are post-hardcore, you do get kind of a bleed over into like mid-90s math rock as yeah. well. Which kind of makes sense. I, I don't know. Like math rock is kind of a hybrid genre that I blend some of the post-hardcore with some of the, like bands like Chavez have definitely have some of that sound. Mm-hmm. With the indie, you know, the indie scene, the golden era of indie in the mid-90s. 
So I, here's something that we can do really quickly. Just real real fast. I can't think this is okay. Just to see how varied the sound of post-hardcore is because we've only really played Fugazi and we've talked about other groups. Let's play something from some of our albums. We, we usually don't play stuff from the albums that we pick. But Jared. New Noise. That's the one. It's the best song. I know it's the long intro. It's good though. It is a good intro, but yeah, I want to get to the the parts. So that yeah, that's definitely more on the hardcore realm of post hardcore. I don't disagree. Uh, and then but it is defined as that. Dax, what's the song you want to pick off Dismemberment Plan? Spider in the Snow. Okay, that's a good song. Mm. My I think my favorite off of that album is probably You Are Invited Still. Mm. That's a great song it's too. It's a great song, but I will play Spider in the Snow. The only thing worse than bad memories. Is no memories at all. From the age of 20 to 22, our five friends, none of these names I can recall. And as I would walk down Kitty Street to some temping job, his winter froze life out of fall. Yeah, I must have been having a ball. Yeah. Definitely more on the post end of things. I've made a huge error. <laughs> Why is that? When I thought of this band, for some reason, I thought of the Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, and I was like, I know plan. I'm not going to like this. Mm. And oh, really? And then I didn't know of what the dismemberment plan was. No, oh, how good I've is never this listened album? Very that. different. I've never, how good I've never is, listened how to them, good? and I will someday. You, you should. should. How you good should. is this album? Emergency wow. and I is a phenomenal album. It's actually. God, I'm one so glad of you chose albums. that song too. That's such a good song. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'll play. Actually, you know what, Jared? I think you know at the drive-in well enough. What song am I going to play for relationship? One arm scissor. course is still really good but I'll, I'll, i won't i won't play the whole thing i have a bit of a i have a story a small story oh small story before we go to tyler yes okay go ahead when we uh used to caleb and i used to bowl at the bowling alley and one time we played the mars volta the song <laughs> the widow and we uh the at, at the bowl at yes at the bowling alley you put in a dollar and you play a song and we played the widow and we did not uh, we did not play the single version that's three minutes and nineteen seconds. No, no. We played the album version that's five minutes and fifty one seconds with a very long Out, about a minute and a half of just like weird like psych rock experimentation sound of just weird just we, weird sounds. We felt very strange about it. I loved it. 
Yes. I didn't feel weird at all. I loved it. Another time we played a song, uh, one time we were at Pizza King, and we or a Pizza Hut, and they had a music thing, and we played What's New Pussycat seven times. No, we played Boom by System of a Down, which is a very overtly political song about George W. Bush, and we <laughs> yeah. played it in a small town, <laughs> very, very uh, Republican-based, right-wing, and my mom was like, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. Those are my two tales. Those stories are quite familiar to me. <laughs> I did not. I did not fit in well either. In that. Oh, manner. I thought that you meant that I told the story to you. I'm like, I do not recall no. this. No. I'm sorry. I've Could protruded your ears with a familiar tale. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've allowed the my. There's been a purpose behind something. Is that I want to to hand it off to Tyler to close us out. Tyler, give me a no kill, no beep beep sound song. And then I want you to choose our closing song as well and have your closing thoughts on Fugazi. All right. Well, no kill, no beep beep. My choice is Y plus white girl. Okay. And then you like that little slingshot guitar sound? Oh, I do. I do. I do. I'm eager to know what you think about that album, actually. And we can talk about it after this. Okay. Um, and then what do you, you got? Any closing thoughts on Fugazi? Yeah, because you didn't ask for my favorite song because we just skipped over mine. That's exactly right. I want it to be the closing track. Sweet. My closing track favorite. I don't. Uh, here's the deal. I can't choose a favorite Fugazi song. I figured you might not difficult. be able to. But. I listened to a few, and I chose one that I wanted to hear, mm-hmm. and it's Foreman's Dog on In Hits. Okay. Do you have any any last thoughts that you want to say before you we play that song? Last thoughts. Fugazi is so influential and important, not just because of the music, but because like their stance as a band, their stance that music is for everyone and that people should have access to music and that music should not be for the people who only have money or the people who can drink or this or that. And if, if we could focus on that mentality more in music today, we could reach more people with good stuff. And I wish that we did. So good thoughts there. Their mark on the music world is everlasting. In my opinion, mm. you feel touched Dex. You feel, you feel a warm heart before we close out? Warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy it is. All right. We've been talking about Fugazi this week. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, we're going to be talking about Kanye West. Very different music. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>